What's up guys, welcome to today's money. Thank you for listening, I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, there's a link for that in the description. And if you wanna jump right into the podcast, skip the next 30 seconds of ad space. Welcome back to the Austin and Riley podcast. Today we are gonna have a great conversation where Austin is gonna tell us where he thinks the economy is headed and where we should be investing, where we should be um, focusing when it comes to our income, and what was the third one, savings? We're gonna talk about- Yeah, that was investments. Income and skills, expenses, keeping your expenses low right now and what people are doing about that, and also, like you said, investments and savings, because I think everything going on, things are changing. This whole video idea- was basically spawned from the video that we shot for what we're putting together for September. Mm -hmm. So not too much information on that yet, but I was putting together a video for the marketing team that they asked, and that kind of spawned the idea that led to this video today. So before we get into it, got to give a shout out to Autonomous for sponsoring us with the desks. You guys know that we love them. We talk about them all the time on Instagram. You know, I was just thinking like a funny picture we could do to give Autonomous a plug would be like take a picture of you like napping on here. And like me raising it up and it being so silent that it doesn't wake you up because of how quiet these are now, like the newer ones, you know what I mean? That'd be a funny ad. Can we put a cat on it with me? Yeah, that'd be fine. Okay. But anyway, guys, if you want a desk, check out the link in the description. We hooked you up with a discount code too. But wait, seriously, I want to say something about the desks. So my chair like doesn't roll and fit under normal desks with the arms. So the automatic desk that goes up and down. I like couldn't figure out the words of what I'm trying to say has been so helpful because now I can scoot my chair in more. And that sounds so silly, but it was so annoying with my old desk when I couldn't do that. So well, when you're spending a lot of time at the desk too, you need to take care of your posture. Like yeah. we, that's why we're on these stools right now. We go out of our way to make sure that we're like trying to be healthy because we spend so much time with the eyes, even with the blue light. Right. There's a lot of little things that you have to pay attention to. Right. But onto the show. Yeah. Onto the, uh, onto the finance stuff. So I guess right now with everything going on, the reason why this has been on my mind is because everybody's talking about how unemployment is basically on paper only about 10%, but they're saying it's about 20%, which is just as high, if not higher than it was during the Great Depression. So it's pretty rough as far as how many people have been fired or furloughed and then are not being asked to come back to work. It's good down here in Florida that we don't see this as much, but I think in other parts of the country when I'm talking to people... They're saying it's way worse, even in New York and even in Philly where Ryan is. So I think that's the first part is that there's a lot of people unemployed, yet the stock market, driven by big companies, mainly four, like Apple, Google, Microsoft, Facebook, those are the main four. Um, I think I'm forgetting one. Amazon. Amazon, yeah. Those are the five. So driven by those companies, the stock market is going higher. So then I'm like, okay, well, why would the stock market be going up if everybody's unemployed? Well, probably because the stock market is in a direct reflection of the actual economy. So then I'm like digging deeper into it. And then this morning I'm doing some more research and I found out a couple of other things that I want to say before we get into like a deeper part of that. 6.5 million is the average cost of the largest group of home buyers, new home buyers over the last two months in the United States and the UK, which means... The, like if you looked at the groups of prices of houses being bought, big mansions are the ones that are being bought the most. And it's because people are leaving the cities. So what does that do? Well, that drives down the amount of income that the cities can make from property taxes. So all of this like kind of ties together in like my whole theory. And I'm piecing facts together here. But basically, if they're on average 
from what I've done research on, they're, um, these cities rely on the property taxes from houses and, and stuff like that for 60% of their income. So if they're not going to get that income, they're going to go bankrupt. So there's a lot of cities here in the United States that are on the verge of bankruptcy. So, Why do you think the people are leaving the cities? Well, because everybody's being told they can work from home. That's pretty clear. It seems like if like Facebook said that they're not having anybody back in the office for another year at least. So with every all these big companies saying, you know, why work in San Francisco where you can't get a one-bedroom par- apartment for less than $3,000, 3500 a month, when you can go to Sacramento and get a three-bedroom house for that much money. You know what I'm saying? Right. So people are real like, you know, realizing up to that. But it's people that are middle class and above middle class because they're people that are employed by good employers that are saying, hey, we're not firing you. We're telling you to work from home. Those are the people that are going out and buying these big houses, leaving the poor people in the cities. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Because even like New York with everything shutting down, those business owners and what do they have to be there for if the faces of the building isn't even there anymore? Exactly. So back to what I was saying about the property taxes. If the states aren't generating enough income, they're going to go bankrupt. So then that led me to think, like, leave that there for a second. If we elect a Democrat and they raise taxes, we're basically going to be not only paying for the stimulus check that they gave to all of us, right? But we're also going to be paying for some states are proposing some really outrageous things like California is proposing a wealth tax where if you lived there in the last 10 years, they're going to come back and back tax you on the income that you made there in the last 10 years, even if you moved out of the state and made money in a different state. They're like coming after people. So there's some crazy things that they're trying to do now to increase the taxes, which just to me means that they're devaluing the dollars more and then basically taxing us with inflation, which is kind of what Warren Buffett believes, which is me coming back to another point. Warren Buffett recently sold a good chunk of what he held in bank stocks and actually bought Barrick Gold, which is a gold company, a gold mining company. Some people are saying he sold Barrick. We'll see what happens at the end of the quarter because every quarter he has to disclose what he did. Not how big the positions were, but what percentage of his portfolio was there. So we'll see if he sold. We'll see if he bought more. Who knows? But seeing him sell the banks and seeing people like J.P. Morgan... CEO Jamie Dimon, he said that we're not even near the top of what this recession is going to be like. Like, we're not even getting close to started as far as how bad it's going to be. Makes me think that, okay. Oh, wait, and there's one more fact I got to give to give the whole theory. Sorry if I'm kind of all over the place. Try to follow me. The last fact is that 32% of Americans missed payments on their mortgages last month in June. 32%. So banks aren't getting their money. Right. Fourth month, over 30%. Fourth month in a row. That's hasn't happened in history since they said the Great Depression. That's CNBC. So basically to run off of what you said, if the banks aren't getting their money, people aren't paying their rent, people aren't paying their mortgages, the banks are going to go down. So then that led me to think, well, then who owns the banks? if the bank stocks are going to go down because Warren Buffett's already selling it and he's normally a smart investor. So you're going to like lean into his track record and say there's a reason he's selling it. The long term for banks doesn't look good for financial stocks for these big banks. Well, the big banks, their shares, a lot of them, they own those big companies that are at the top of the stock market. So as the banks and the Fed inject investment capital 
over the last few months with all the money printing into the stock market. It basically goes into those companies at the top, the ones that hold the most market cap, especially in the indexes. So like the five that we already mentioned, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, Google, and what's the fifth one? Microsoft. Thank you. Microsoft. So wouldn't that mean that the banks are still getting paid then since they own shares of these companies where money is being pumped into? Well, they're making money. They're not getting paid. If you own shares and your shares go up in value, then yeah, they make money, but they don't make money until they get out of it. So that's the point of what I'm trying to get to. So if the people aren't paying their money back, the banks aren't getting paid, the banks then need to generate a profit, the banks could then just a theory, sell off their shares of these big companies, mm-hmm. driving the stock market down to then match the overall economy of how the economy's not doing great because of the unemployment rate being so high and people not paying their bills and it's just not looking well for the average person. So now you have the stock market finally coming down. It's matching what people are feeling on Main Street. Two big things that could really drive down the whole system to match then what you're seeing with the dollar, which is that it's been coming down ever since coronavirus started. Basically, the dollar has been losing value. So now you've got this whole mixture of the US economy going into the shitter and the dollar losing its value. Well, when the dollar loses its value, no matter what happens with the gold, like let's just say the gold on our neck, right? That doesn't have to increase in any value. If the value of the dollar goes down, this gets more expensive in dollars. Nothing intrinsically had to happen to this gold. But because the dollar is moving, because of all this other stuff that I just explained, then the price of the gold goes up. So that's why you're seeing some people say gold's going to 10,000. So I'm kind of looking back to what we said at the beginning, the three points of income and generating an income right now, keeping expenses low and savings and investment. A lot of people are saving and I'm worried about people that are just saving cash and not moving the money into other things. Where? I'm not sure where, and that's why I'm splitting it up into a bunch of different ideas that I feel good about, because I can't pick one. You know what I mean? But if we talk about any of those three things first, let's start with savings. Right now, according to what they put out as statistics, more people have actually put money into the bank than before coronavirus. So with the stimulus checks and with the unemployment money that people are getting, and you, I mean, we were just listening to the Peter Schiff podcast on uh, Quote the Ravens. Peter Schiff was on his podcast and he was just saying he talked to a lady that's working two jobs on the books and getting unemployment. Right. And we know people that are doing that. Yeah. And all the money that these people are taking is just getting put back into the bank and they're just sitting on it. So as the machine just keeps printing more money and it's driving up asset prices and it's going into the investments and some of it does trickle down to the people through unemployment and they're just sitting on it. If it's not being circulated in the economy, like if we're not back and spending that money, eventually it's going to catch up where there's just so much money in the system, everything is just going to get really expensive. And that's how it impacts people like you and me. We might think it's smart to save now, but where we might get screwed in the end is when it's really expensive to rent or when it's really expensive to go to the food store. You know what I'm saying? That's where we can end up getting screwed. Because if the dollar goes to shit, it's like, then what currency has the value then? Well, they're already, that's what I was saying about the central banks, because they already have a lot of central banks that are looking into getting a digital currency going. Once that happens, you might have a bunch of people get in the boat and be like, who needs the dollar anymore? Let's just leave the dollar. I feel like all, at least in Florida, everywhere, we're seeing signs about coin shortages in the US. It's It's weird. So it's like, are they trying to slow? How how does that happen? Yeah. Where did they go? Where did they go? (laughs) 
who's collecting them that they're not in Pappy, circulation. Pappy's keeping them under his mattress. Right. It's weird. It's just weird. You had one job. Keep cir- currency in circulation. That's what the yeah. mints are for all over the Philadelphia mint, the, the you know, Phoenix mint, the New York mint, all these different mints all over the country. That's what your job is. Keep the money in circulation. And all we seem to be doing now, talking about printing money. But here's the thing. We're not even, I don't think, printing money. I think they're just changing numbers on a screen. Somewhere it, at the it already Fed, is the like money just gets currency. moved around. Like, right. It's just numbers on the screen. It's not use, even real. Yeah. How many people actually still use paper money and right. coins? Rare. That's what I'm saying. It's very rare. So imagine when it's our kids and they're 25 and 23 talking about this. Yeah. What's paper money? Who the who They're going to be like, money? you used to touch money, Wait, yet you're worried you about coronavirus? Check this out. Go Google this. Look into this if you want to check it out. There used to be money in the United States called the Continental. It was a note. Remember the Continental United States. It was a note, like a piece of paper. And what ended up happening was they printed a bunch of them to fund the Civil War. I'm pretty sure it was the Civil War. Might have been the Revolutionary War. Couldn't, well, two different wars, but one of those two wars. A war. Yes. So they printed a bunch of these notes. Well, they ended up, literally, if you Wikipedia this, this is what it says. They ended up printing too many of them to where it devalued them to where they became worthless. And now they don't exist anymore. No one even knew what a Continental was until I just told you. <laughs> Because I didn't until I heard about it. And then I looked it up and that's exactly what it said. So this is not a new idea. Like that's what people have to get accustomed with too. The idea that the dollar doesn't stay the main currency. That's not a new thing. The, the dollar being the world reserve currency is a new thing. That's a thing that only happened in our parents' lifetime. Right. That's it. It's not some stable thing. What's stable? Gold. Where was gold 2,000 years ago? Still being used as a form of money. Still being used to show wealth. Poor people didn't have gold-plated necklaces. Back in Egypt, you know what I'm saying? So gold is always something that's been interesting to me, which is why I do think there's an idea out there that they're going to tie us back to gold in some way. Because that goes into the other thing I was talking to you about with the U.S. having about 8,000 tons of gold in its reserve compared to Germany who has 3,000 and you know other countries in Europe who have way less. We have way more. Well, why have we been hoarding gold? Why are there articles when you Google and you look around? China's been buying more gold since 2010 than ever before in its history. Russia's been buying more gold. Why have they all been hoarding gold over the last 10 years? Well, if you look at what Ray Dalio studies, which is economic cycles, and he's had his guys go back to like Rome and study how Roman culture collapsed and how the Roman economic system worked and the Greek economic system, as much as they can, they do all this research. He says we're headed into a new world order which is basically what happened in 1930s into 1940, leading into World War II. And then the end of this, what we're talking about and all this new money is a physical war. Whether it's us with China, I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's what happened previous when we got to this point in the cycle. If he's right, it ended with a war. And after the war, there becomes a victor, there's a new world power, and then there's prosperity behind that, whoever is the world power. The prosperous period of years comes, and we had that after the war. So are we going to go into war again? I don't know. It's, I mean, if you look at what happens, I mean, between Iran and China on a daily basis, they they do. They F with us. They fuck with us a lot. They, they'll bring their boats real close to our boat and then pull them off. <laughs> they'll do, they'll, they will. Agitators. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that the war part of it isn't really where I can speak because I don't like study that side of it too much but the economic side of it tells me that something's going to happen soon relative to gold cryptocurrency will probably be involved in the transition and probably be involved in the end point 
But in the midpoint, in our lifetime, I think that something will come to a head with the dollar. They might try to catch it before it falls, too. So, just quick, explain to me why, if people are sitting on the dollar, that it devalues the dollar if nobody's um like putting the dollar in circulation but if people are sitting on gold it doesn't devalue gold like so where does gold even get its initial value from where does gold get its initial value from that's a good question but the reason why is because gold is supposed to be finite the money the paper money is not finite they can just keep printing it which makes it what value does that have finite things have value which is why everyone's like all about Bitcoin because there can only be 21 million Bitcoin when it's all done and all the miners are done in 2022 or whatever the year is. I don't know when all that's done. There can only be a set amount of Bitcoin, which as long as people agree to a price on it, there'll be a market for it. It doesn't necessarily have to be a use of finance. There so can just be a Bitcoin very market. similar to gold then because there's only correct. Right. But if they get if the if the Winklevoss guys are right, then what they said the other day is like they think that Elon's trying to get up there and mine gold off asteroids. Well, if that's true and it rains gold, then Peter Schiff and all of us are wrong. Gold is going to be abundant and the price of it could change completely. But literally, it would have to rain gold. Because but then think what about would how, currencies be backed on? Like, right, right. And think about how heavy it is. Think about the cost of bringing it here from, from the moon and asteroids. Like, dude, no, bro, no. We should be like, that is not happening anytime soon. What's way more likely to happen is you see gold go to 10,000. In my opinion, you'll see gold at 10 K before you see us mining gold off an asteroid and bringing it back (laughs) from space. Come on, man. Hey, never say never. Right. No, definitely not saying never, but I'm saying you're going to see gold here on earth go and increase a lot in value. I think strictly half of it is going to be just because the dollar will continue to lose value. If the dollar goes lower, gold will go higher. It's just a natural way that this is going to continue to play out. And gold is becoming more scarce. If you wanted to buy gold now, it's harder to get. They're charging more on the premiums online. You got to know somebody soon to get it. It's still kind of available if you know where to go, but a lot of places are running low. The silver that we bought from Scottsdale Mint, that's taken two months. Literally, we bought it a month ago. Haven't heard from them because it takes them two or three months to get this silver going because of the demand plus the coronavirus plus when everybody wants it, it decreases in quantity. There's less of it, which drives the price up even more. So for everybody that's listening to the the three things that I think we have to discuss, the income and the skills we'll still talk about in a second, the lowering expenses, it's really just, I think, a personal decision kind of thing. Like you have to decide. Knowing where your money's yeah, at like, and what it's doing for you, you. You have to know how much money you're making, number one. And then number two, you have to know how much money you're spending on a, like a definite basis. I have to spend this much. And then you should be able to work within a budget past that. You know what I mean? You can't go... You can't overspend more than you make. But if you can build a budget where you spend way less than you make, you end up feeling a lot more rich. So take that for what it is. And then the third thing, back to the, just to round this point up, about the investments and the savings. If you sit on dollars too long, I think you're going to regret it. That's all. I just think that if we, like you and me, if we sit on dollars too much, we're going to regret it. So instead of us, once we have enough for this, you need your safety net, Easy access in your bank account, three to six months. We do six months savings. Easy access in cash in a safe or in a bank account where you can get it. Past that, then you need your money for us, especially because the business for taxes. So you got to have that money that's easy to get too. That can't be invested into the market. That should be like a high yield savings account. But everything after that, and even some of that I'm tempted to take and not keep in dollars because I don't know how quickly this could fall. But if you like pass that, if you sit on dollars, you're screwed. 
the, the rest of it has to go into something else, whether it's gold, silver, Bitcoin, even trading at that point, get into speculate. If you already have your safety net, start speculating. You know what I mean? Take advantage of some of these moves right now. Don't sit on the sideline. And then that'll bring me to the other point about learning skills, like learning a digital skill and not getting left behind as all of this happens because it's going to happen fast. A couple of months ago, we thought this was going to blow over and we were going to have our Tampa seminar. Remember? Yep. <laughs> and now we're talking about them mandatory, doing mandatory vaccines for certain kids in school and mandatory this and that all because of this virus. So things will change so quickly in the when you look back on it, but in the moment it's slow and it's like, oh, that doesn't bother me, that doesn't bother me. But the next thing you know, you have no rights, you have no freedom, you have no nothing, and now you have no way of making money. So that's why we're putting together this thing in September for everybody for free. It's going to be a really good event. But past that, I think you have to be out there hungry. Like I had that tweet that I shared. You can't just be sitting at home watching Netflix and VR porn and hanging out. You need to be like, wow, this is the time for me to look and make moves on a new skill. I just think about my dad, like when the iPhone came out and he waited to get an iPhone and then he regretted it. Like that's the old man syndrome. You can't live like that. So now this is forcing us to realize that times are changing. There's and no you always other, have to be adaptable. You can be stubborn and like even with um something that happened in our group chat this morning. If your audience is giving you feedback and you don't want to listen to them, you can be stubborn and closed minded. That's fine. You're going to get left behind. People are going to stop listening to you. They're not going to care about what you're saying. But if you show that you can adapt and that you can bring new information and bring a new take and hear the feedback from the audience and take it in and adjust People are going to respect that. People are going to want to be around that. People are going to want to listen to you. So it's like you got to adapt in every sense in that situation, but also with this stuff, the idea of like saving money and putting it into a 401k attached to the stock market is probably not the best idea right now. I feel like so many people though are less willing to adapt when it comes to their money is because so many people aren't even educated on the money that they have to begin with. Like they have no idea what they're doing to start with, let alone go down the tunnel of yeah. what do I do with well, my I'll, extra cash? You a lot know? of people can't even afford a $500 extra payment. Right. So the first thing is always get your savings right. You got to have the safety net. You got to have that ability to take a hit and still be okay and not go down with just one punch. Oh, you crashed the car. Oh, you got to go to the hospital. Oh, this or that, whatever. Shit happens. As good as life can be out here in sunny Florida, shit can still happen. You need money in the safe for when shit hits the fan. You need money at Wells Fargo. You need some money at, I have money in a couple of different banks just because I'm like, well, what if Wells Fargo just goes down one day and then I got to fight to get my money? Well, at least I've got other money in other places. What are the chances that all the banks go down? Well, then I still got money in a safe. You know what I mean? So it's like, you have to have layers, I think, built into it because you just don't know, especially with everything going on right now. And then going into the election in November, a lot of people are saying, I mean, like the thing on Twitter yesterday was that Joe Biden literally faked his fucking speech. They're saying that his speech was a speech that he said before and they lined him up the videos and it sounds similar, but they're saying he potentially pre-recorded his acceptance speech for the Democratic nomination. Like if that's true, if that's what the Democrats are doing that you really got to put a puppet up there right now, I don't even want to live here. Like literally, I don't want to live here. That is ridiculous. That is crazy that they, number one, think they'd get away with that. Number two, think that that's like acceptable. Like where did that become the Democratic Party's standard? Where did we go so far from just a couple of years ago? Because everything's just a marketing manipulation now of, oh, let's just get you to think this, this, and this and see this image and then you'll be on the same page as us and vote for our party. Yeah, well, that's why I don't think I'm going to vote. I'm like dead serious. They're, they would need to have Biden drop out and a new Democrat step in because I can't vote for Trump 
and I can't vote for Biden. So just can't. Well, it's like the other night when we were with our friends and she said, I don't know why anybody truly votes because how many of us actually 100% know what we're even voting for? Right. Not in the of course, some people do know more than others, sure. but in general terms, the average Joe, like they have no idea. Right. They just know the main things, right. you know, or what the media tells them. I mean, you don't really know. You're not in no, the meetings. Like know. you have no idea. Definitely not. And like everybody's a, like everyone wants to paint their side out to be perfect when everybody is not perfect everybody is flawed the leader would accept their flaws own up to them build a team around them to overcome for their weaknesses and they would excel in that light we don't have that anymore now it's like hide your hide what you suck at lie about it cover it up and try to act strong to the fake shit as much as you can to the tv cameras because people still pay attention to that but the good news is, is there could only be four more years of nonsense. Because, look, let's be honest. There's a high probability that Trump wins again. Okay, fine. Four more years of Trump, whatever. Then one of his kids is going to run and they'll probably lose. Hopefully. Jesus, that would be terrible. <laughs> but on the other hand, Biden wins. Biden's not going to last all four years. You've seen how the gray happens to the presidents, like when they get elected. Have you seen that? Like yep. they get gray. Yeah. Biden is dead already like he's gonna die he's twice. already great yeah like he's gonna be dead twice in this okay so like he's not making it four years but like that poor man's health like why would anybody even want to put Dude, him through this and I know, emotional physical like ev every amount even, of stress at his age like we don't even remember what? in 2008 when he was running with obama dude the videos of him he's looks strong and young and he's fucking killing it on the stage and speaking well and articulate and he's killing it now dude it's literally like grandpa what are you doing <laughs> Like who let Jerry yeah, like, out of like, the house? Yeah, exactly. Again? Like, like, dude. Someone take the keys. It wouldn't surprise me if he was in diapers. So I just, <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Like I, I, I wish we had a cool person to vote for that would be like, look, we're not going to tax everybody out the butt. We're going to reestablish the way that we spend the tax money, and if we all go into this together, we might come out of it okay. We might not, but, but we might so come out of it together. it's so hard because I feel like in everyday modern life, we're moving so much faster than the systems that follow and, and the laws and the way that our country is. But that's designed, right? Because they want it to be reactionary, not it's, proactive. Right. It's so far behind and lagged. And it's like, when can we just get a restart? Like something that's. I feel like it's just this giant spider web where it's so many of like, oh, I scratched your back, you scratched mine, and we're all in this right. big intermingled web but of that's bullshit what they call the elites, and nonsense right? that's the and policies that make no sense and aren't but up with the times. It's like, what can we do to just clear out this cobweb and create something you have to new leave. with the times? You have to leave. You have to leave the country. You want to go? I'm ready. No, I'm dead serious. Like, that's what you would do because it's not going to get fixed. The only way it would get fixed is if they, go, going back to what we said already, is if this monetary change just wipes the whole system out. Like, it would decimate 80% of the people that we know. Eight out of 10 people would be broke. They'd have no money. They'd be hungry. Like, it'd be really bad. But if it was that bad, that could come to the revolution that you're kind of talking about. But other than that, it would never happen. This will continue. I think we're going to see some interesting shit in our lifetime. Like, we're still in our young 20s. Think about that. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of shit go down. Yeah, but I hope that everybody kind of not so much even takes my advice, but just hears my points and the facts that I that I'm seeing and trying to connect dots to 
and then they can go do more research and then maybe make a good decision for their future too and not just trust what they've been told. Saving the money into dollars is probably the worst thing that anybody can do. And attaching it to the stock market is probably right now, as of August 2020, the end of August 2020, it's probably the worst thing you can do. I'm not saying that I'm calling the top, but I'm saying if you put money in the stock market today in three years, it might not be where it is. It could fall next week. It could fall next year. But when it does fall, you're more than likely to see it fall hard because of how over leveraged it is and how built on debt this tower is. And again, unless they just wipe the debt clean and that blows everybody's mind and it's like, yep, we're going to clean that out. We're not using that dollar anymore. We're just going to go to digital money. And now all that debt, it just doesn't matter. It's just numbers on the screen. And everybody is scratching their heads like, like wait what? a minute, what? Could you do that with our student loans? You know what I mean? like, That's what people are going to say right I, away. That's I've been working 40 it. hours a week right. to pay off my mortgage right. and all of these loans and you're just going to, gone? They'll what? justify it. They, they could try and they'll justify in some way. They, they might. So when, and they're so good at it. So many humans will probably just be like, okay, yeah. But think about it. They gave $1,200 to people, shut down the economy, and this started in February. It's almost September. They gave $1,200 to people. Where'd all the money go? Like I said, if you do the math, they could have given each one of us 50 grand for the amount of money that they've printed, the trillions that went to companies. If they gave it to every individual American, it would have been 50 Gs. Now, Take all the people that are going to just say, you know, I'm out of here with this. I'm going to buy Coke and do stupid shit, get my hair done and do all this. Other than that, those people, the rest of the people are going to reinvest that money. And even there with the hair done, like people are reinvesting the money back into their local economy. They're going to put the money back to spend. It's going to go back into restarting the economy. They have no business sense when they try to act like businessmen when they run the government. You know, if you would have put entrepreneurs in charge of this, there would be no problem. I guarantee it. Because entrepreneurs are problem solvers. There's nobody in the government that is a problem solver. They're yeah. back scratchers. Bro. And I feel like Trump is, is more grabbers. of a marketer than he is an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? That's all they do. They scratch people's dicks. It's that they scratch each other's buttholes, whatever you want to call it. Like that's what they do. Whereas if you put Mark Cuban, Andrew Yang, and like six other entrepreneurs, Richard Branson, and you all put them in the, in the room, I guarantee you three hours, maybe five tops, they come out and they're like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Hey, Yang tweeted that Joe Biden's our next president. Yeah, but that's because Yang is still wrapped up with the DNC, like the Democratic National Committee and all that stuff. Dude, there was some other bullshit that I saw floating around on the internet. It was like D, the Democratic National Committee thing, like for the convention, it was like D2 and then like America was the thing. And some Republican thing turned it into death to America. And it's like, you guys are feeding the fucking problem. Like that doesn't ha- like listen didn't to what you learn about bullying. Like didn't like do you, like that's just trying to spin to spin something for a narrative. Not even trying to be open minded. You're it's just trying to spin it for a narrative. And we're all just being bystanders. We clearly didn't get the bully lesson in middle school. But being more focused to the what we were talking about too. Hopefully, it just wakes people up to be like, "Yo, man, I got to figure out how to make money," right? And hopefully they look into trading. Hopefully they look into other ways of making money online. Because it can, there's other ways, you know. Absolutely. And real estate, I still think is a viable way to move wealth. But I don't think you get into real estate when you're trying to make your first couple hundred grand. You can make your first couple hundred grand trading way easier than you could in real estate. Real estate's really hard, especially right now. So it's tough. You got to be looking for those skills, like I said, to preserve the income going forward with this change. Yeah, because if you have a skill, then it's like you're in more control of your finances. Even go back in the day, the guys that had skills 
not always paid fairly, but that's all also to their own fault because they're not good businessmen. But the guys that have skills always do dictate their own income, mm-hmm. you know? So you just need a digital skill. And then you got to keep your expenses low. I saw this tweet. Where's my phone? Or even if you don't have a digital skill, figuring out how to make your skill um, a digital business, like getting with the times. It was like... You saw a tweet? I saw a tweet, but I took a screenshot. Oh, no, I, I favorited it because I wanted to talk about it. Um, so Danielle DiMartino Booth, she wrote the book Fed Up, and like she did a couple of interviews with Patrick Bet David on Valuetainment. She used to work for the Dallas Fed. She, she, you could say she used to be on the inside. Um, this guy tweeted, what's your spending habits been like for, or during COVID-19? Um, she said spending is down in our house. At first it was unavoidable, but today there's a sense of a need to be frugal until we get clarity on the virus and the election. And I was reading just through a couple of the replies, like here's one from another guy, just some random new Brian. He said, personal spending way down, groceries and utilities only. I'm in finance, which feels pretty tenuous right now. So I watch every dime that goes out. Things I doubt I'll ever do again. Board an airplane, go to a movie or concert, stay in a hotel. Another one. Wait, I know. I want want your feedback on this, but wait. (laughs) My household spending is less on restaurants, hotels, and airfare, more on digital media. We're looking forward towards more travel and restaurants in 2021 or thereafter. So not permanent for this household. I'm reevaluating my spending. Many millennials have. Living within my means, spending in areas that bring happiness and cutting ruthlessly in areas that don't. Finding joy in life without spending money. The pandemic will cause a large shift in spending slash work habits that sticks in my opinion. I think the change in spending habits for many will be permanent. It's driving a psychological aspect for many to always have savings and be willing to do whatever it takes to ensure basic needs. So it's just, uh, it's interesting to see like the internet feedback to the idea of like how are you spending your money and a lot of people are like what did, what did I say they're saving mm-hmm. saving for a rainy day this panic it's the pandemic it's scaring me so it's almost like if they knew that if the if the government and the fed knew that people would save because they're not idiots like you have to assume that these guys are somewhat smart sitting there making these decisions if they're like okay pandemic people are scared what are they going to do with the money well they're not going to go fucking book something on kayak you know what I'm saying they're going right. to sit at home with this money and they're going to save it so it's like naturally that's gonna warrant spending more. On- wait, but that's just going to want, that's going to just give them the green light to print more. That's the thing. They knew, they would have to have known that. They would have to have known that people would save it and that would have to give them the green light to s- just keep printing as much as they want. And again, printing as much as they want is an, is a tax on us because inflation, like we've been listening to in that podcast, inflation isn't just prices going up. It's an increase in the supply of money. So when there's more money in the system, like you were saying how it's so easy to make money nowadays, and it is, there's so much money in the system. There's so much money in people's pockets now more than ever. Like there's so much money out there, as Grant always says, who's got my money? Right. But the Fed, the Fed, the Fed Fed has your money. They just keep printing it. Yeah. So yeah, those are my thoughts, people. But I think naturally that spending, like for all the people that was, that were like, oh, like restaurant um, and all that. 
spending down, but that's natural because so much of it was closed. Like they couldn't even if they wanted to. Right. Concerts and stuff aren't a thing. So of course your spending is going to be down in those areas because you can't. And I think that naturally humans are, at least in this world, we're such consumers. We're so consumer driven that of course we just throw our dollars everywhere and anywhere. But when everything was closed, even shopping centers and we can't throw our money around, what else are you going to do with it besides save it or online shop? Right. And that is a good point too. An online shop does what? It drives up the asset prices of Amazon, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, Netflix, the companies that are doing well right now. Digital companies. Yeah, but that isn't even like it's crazy because when you look at the numbers, they're such a big weight of these indexes like SPY, Dow Jones, right? Like which are groups of stocks that measure just they use to measure the overall market behavior. But if the banks own the majority of shares, then isn't it like the banks own the majority of market behavior? So the banks... Yeah, but it's multiple banks, so you wouldn't think they'd all be working together to drive price in the same direction. How would they all make money, you know? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's what they're doing. But if... Yeah, yeah. I forget what I was going to say. Lost my train of thought. But we'll see what happens from here. Trump's saying he's announcing something tonight, some treatment about the coronavirus at 6.30. He's doing a press conference. Hmm. We'll see what that means. And it's funny because it's happening right at the same time as futures markets open. Is that a coincidence? People on Twitter think he does this shit on purpose. He does the announcements at 4 p.m. when the stock market closes, right at the close or 3 p.m., right before the close for a reason. I would would say, I mean, I don't want to go conspiracy on it, but I would say that it would be for a reason too because think about it. If you're the president, that means you also have the CIA like working under you and the CIA is all about doing things. Yeah, but the CIA never really worked under the president. They've always been anti-president. The FBI works works more under the president like at his disposal either way whatever group like i obviously i'm not overly intelligent on it but to the point where it's the president Mm -hmm. and there are really freaking smart people in the world super smart psychologists i think that they would totally have things like that played out for a reason to drive a certain narrative or to paint a certain image for things you know his sister came out and said that he has no morals she's like you cannot trust him they got her on like a secret tape from back in the day or something like that, like an unknown recording. But he's been known for sister. his marketing. So it's like when you, when you're stuck in that marketing, all mind you're doing and, is duping people. Right, and I studied marketing. Like I so know he's just the duping tactics people all day. Some of them are literally He'll lie this under way, a category this of way. just manipulation. Lie this sure way. A manipulation to receive yeah. a profit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, guess where it's I got insane. him. His name is all over the buildings in every major city. But because he's probably has some, dark side of him like his sister said to where he does, he'll he do whatever no, it bro, takes you don't get to that point unless you're ruthless like rip your throat out ruthless like you know in billions when acts would like be like i'm gonna kill him and he would make that face in his that's <laughs> that's literally what these guys do they get that mad and like i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna get him like whoa <laughs> they need to chill out that ain't that ain't me out of my bubble please you know it's interesting i when i was listening peter schiff said his fund is like 300 million in, in invested into these gold stocks when Buffett bought a piece of these, this one gold company, he bought five hundred million, more than all of Peter's money invested for all of his clients. In general, Buffett's got that much bread because he's in the he's you know he's up in the billions. So just five hundred million is like psst, it ain't nothing. That's not even a B. So what? Ain't a B? <laughs> just put it over there. Shit. You know it's crazy because he he probably even sold it, but we'll see. We'll have to see what happens. You think so? Well, I think he either sold it or he bought a bunch more because he knew that people would buy it 
once they heard that he bought it. I feel like just looking at it and logically it would make sense that when you announce you're going to buy something, a lot of people are also then going to buy the it. The market follows him. So, right. And then it would be smart to sell it and then make a profit unless he's holding it because he thinks it'll still go higher. But if, 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 the, if the whole market thinks you're buying it, it's going to drive the prices up. So selling it at that point wouldn't be a good idea to sell it then either. Because if everybody yeah. thinks, you know, if everybody starts buying it, it drives the price up. But I feel like people would only continue buying it for so long. Well, when's that? Maybe. That's I the problem. Know. I don't know. That's how you don't know. Until we find out if Elon's I'm, really mining them on I'm, asteroids. You remember I, I said to you, Tesla was too expensive at 800. It's at 2000 now. Yeah. And didn't they just split it? At the end, it's going to come, I think, this week. It's the end of August. It, it, they're splitting, and I think they're splitting five to one, and Amazon or Apple is splitting four to one. So the price of these shares are going to go way lower. So you're not going to hear about Tesla trading at 2000 anymore. It's going to be trading at 500, 400. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to drop way, way, way lower. Apple, same thing. I don't know what that's going to do for this whole big picture either. Like that could be some, because that in, in history, that has done. Sometimes it doesn't go well for the stock after a split. Like it, it actually loses value. For but a do bit. you think that um, if all of these stocks start to lower and since people are just saving their money right now and since so many people aren't even educated on stocks that when prices go lower, these people are going to dump their savings into, into lower price. Yeah, it wouldn't do anything though. because if the, Not that it would do anything to the stock yeah, market. I'm just saying natural human behavior. Like, some of do them you are, feel yeah. like that's some, what humans are going to do? Some will get crushed. Yeah, because Buffett has this indicator. I don't know how he reads it, but it, it now it lo- it's at the same level that it was at when the 2001.com bubble burst. And then we saw a bear market come in. That was the first time, the last time before 2008, really. So if the indicator in 2001, like it should stay at a one is what the indicator, the Buffett indicator should stay at. And now it's at a 1.7. 1.3 is kind of overbought. 1.7 is really overvalued, super overvalued. Pullback coming, right? We're at that point. So if everybody pumps their money in that they've been on savings, which a lot of people have been doing, taking their stimulus and putting it, it's already been happening. Mm-hmm. So it's like stocks it, are going to lower. It, people are going to put their money into it. Yeah, stocks are going to continue to go, go lower. lower. They're going to get gonna, crushed. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because right now the only thing that's driving prices up is the Fed buying corporate bonds, buying assets directly tied to these stocks, directly tied to private companies. The Fed steps in and is buying them, the government too. So when they step in and they do this, it stops eventually. And once it does, if those bigger companies fall or if the banks sell the shares that they have, which are huge 25, 75% stakes in these banks, when they sell them off, yeah, that, that could drop the price too. Not not stakes in the banks, stakes in the companies, excuse me. The banks have the stakes in the companies. The banks sell the shares of the companies. It drops the price of the companies, right? That's what I'm saying yeah. could happen. So, Do you know enough about the symposium happening this week? To it's know, all virtual. I know that. But like anything in history of that happening and then the market doing anything or reacting any know. sort of way? I don't know. That'd be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting because we. I think we can watch it, but I ain't watching it. It's too boring. Yeah, but I feel like this is the best thing about trading is that you don't have to understand any of this. <laughs> it's all just fun to understand, like to, to speculate about, just like we like speculating about the candles. Right. This is all speculation. None of us know anything. And I know that. That's why it's just fun to entertain these exercises. Conversations yeah. with Austin and Rye. Well, because if you don't think about these things, then when shit hits the fan, then you're screwed. And then you're thinking on your feet, you're thinking backwards, like you're backpedaling and trying to make decisions. When like I'm, the government? 
Why? What do you mean? Because they're always backpedaling. I don't know. I don't know if I get your reference, but sure. I mean, like you're always running back. Like you're, you won't, if you don't have these conversations before shit happens, when shit happens, you're going to be on the back. You're going to be on your heels. Whereas because we have the conversations, then it happens. We're already positioned and already at least thinking about what to do. You know, if somebody listening now starts doing research and saying, you know what, I'm just going to take 10, like literally 10% of your net worth. I know a lot of people watching think that their net worth doesn't matter. Even if you only have 15 grand to your name, 20 grand to your name, it matters. Put 10% of it into Bitcoin. Put, you know, and these are things you hold for the long term. You could talk to me or do more research, of course, to figure out how you can hold that safely. And gold, put money, put 10% into gold. Yeah, it might take a dip. You might buy it now at 2000 It might go down to 1500 and then might go up to 3500 You don't know. But in the long term, these things, it seems like we're going through a transition. And if you don't start getting involved, you're going to be late. We're going to transition and you're going to be like, oh my God, we're not using dollars anymore. You know? So, Get on the boat or be left behind. So hopefully our conversation gets people thinking a little bit. But let us know what you guys think. Drop a comment. This is on the new camera too. On the new crispy lens. Let us know how we look. You got anything else? No. Thanks, guys. You? No, I'm good. I was thinking that maybe in the episodes, mm-hmm. um, like, I want to just give like one little tiny fact about like a random crystal because okay. I feel like some traders are getting into it. So not to like drown the podcast with it, but just like a one random like, oh, this is this crystal and here are some properties of it. Started in the next video. Yeah. Done. We'll see you guys in the next one. Adios. Thank you for listening to Today's Money. If you want to check out the video that goes along with this episode, there's a link in the show notes. Now make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss any future episodes. And if there's anything that I can do to help you along your trading journey, please reach out to me. My contact info is in the description as well. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in the next episode.